Oscar Combs here, and I want to put one rumor to rest, once and for all. The story is that Rafferty's goes all out for sports fans. And let me tell you, it's absolutely true. Confirmed. And fans love Rafferty's right back because the food is so terrific. Serve fresh. Serve fast. Serve friendly. Lunch or dinner. Rafferty's menu is jam-packed with all your favorites. Steaks, prime rib, chicken, ribs, delicious dishes and generous sizes that really satisfy the appetite. So come hang with the sports crowd at Rafferty's. It's the tastiest place in town. Welcome to Conversations with Oscar Combs, presented by Rafferty's. In episode 52, Oscar brings back Tom Wallace, author of the Kentucky Basketball Encyclopedia. With so many cats in the NBA and in the era of one and done, it can be hard to keep up. Oscar and Tom will start off by looking at the changes to the roster for the 2018-19 Kentucky basketball season. You will also hear about some of the former Kentucky players in the NBA and how they will fare in the NBA playoffs. And we'll get a brief history of the cats in the NBA finals. And there's a healthy debate on who the better point guard is. We'll learn about the former Kentucky basketball player turned college coach turned NBA coach who's enjoying quite a bit of success now and we'll get Oscar and Tom's thoughts on how the 2017-18 season for the Kentucky Wildcats ended. It's never too early to look ahead to the following season and that's exactly what Oscar and Tom will do and they will also talk about the SEC coaches which includes Tom's not so favorite coach. It's a fun casual talk about the cats in the NBA. This is Conversations with Oscar Combs presented by Rafferty's and his guest, Tom Wallace. Tom, we're at the time of the year where March Madness is history. Unfortunately, we were left standing at the altar. <laughs> Again? <laughs> didn't, didn't get married. But you're looking forward to uh, the NBA draft and also NBA playoffs as well. But first, Kentucky, with what's ended this past year, what, what do you see for next year? They're still recruiting. It's still in flux on who's going and who's staying. We do know that Alexander is definitely gone. We know that Knox is gone, but there's still some others out there. What do you hope happens to the roster between now and October? Well, you know, being more old school than, than new school, I guess, I'd like to see some of those guys stick around. Uh, I thought the, the absence of Vanderbilt hurt this team. I think they would have been a much better team had he been able to play the entire season. So obviously with the new guys coming in, if you can have three or four of those guys stick around and have a little more depth and, and maybe blend together a little better than this year's team did, I think you could have an outstanding, an outstanding team next season. Well, let's turn our attention now to where Kevin Knox and Alexander is going to be heading. That's the NBA playoffs. And this is not our father, our grandfather's cats in the NBA. Now we, we used to never even worry <laughs> about the NBA playoffs. And suddenly this year you've got 13 X cats on playoff rosters, unfortunately, one, Jody Meeks, is not going to be there because he was given a 25-game suspension this yeah. week yeah. by the NBA for failing their drug policy. Yeah. But and, and Cousins is out, too. So. Cousins but is he out, is too. on the Pelicans. So. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so <clears throat> we, we, we've got that coming together. Uh, what do you see as far as how these players are going to evolve in? First of all, the Kentucky players under John Calipari era, and I think there's 28 or 29 of them now in the NBA. Unfortunately for them, the ones that are lottery picks, you go to bad teams. Yeah. So it's a few years before your team 
is able to elevate its status up to where they get in the playoffs. And I think, obviously, the team we think of most is the team that's got five cats on it, and that's the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty amazing situation, really. Uh, you know, I, again, I wish some of those guys were still at Kentucky, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't blame them if you're going to, you're going to come back to college and blow out a knee and maybe have your, uh, your, your worth in the NBA go down a lot. So you can't blame a guy. You, you, the one and done is an NBA thing. It's not, you don't blame the coaches. You know, if you're John Calipari, if you got a chance to either recruit John Wall or not recruit him and have to maybe possibly face him in the, in, in the NCAA tournament, you're going to recruit John Wall. So you can't blame the coaches. It's just an NBA deal. I really wish they would change it in some form. Uh, but, uh, it is amazing that Kentucky has that many players in, in the NBA at this time. It's pretty impressive, actually. We, we look back over the years, and we go back to look at the stats on former Kentucky players who won a ring. And, of course, Rosa were first team All-NBA, first five. So uh, had they played and stayed together, uh, Wawa was on that team. I think they came back one year after uh, Beard and, and, and Groza were gone, and Wawa tried to hold them together, scored a lot of points, but it just wasn't the same, so they disbanded, and uh, and then they go into history. And we wonder, one of those great wonders, what might have been. Uh, we, we come up 57-59. Yeah. Uh, 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 we had the Boston Celtics win the title. You had Lou Seropoulos and Frank Ramsey, who was teammates in 53-54 here on the undefeated team. They were. And, and they won rings at the same time with Boston. They did, yep. And, and of course, at that time, uh, you also had a guy by the name of Cliff Hagen, who I think spent an extra year in the service uh, before he came back, and he was traded from Boston to St. Louis for the draft rights of Bill Russell. Right, and, and Cliff Hagen is one of the very few athletes in, in, the, in the history of Kentucky that won championships at the high school, college, and pro level. Because he won at Owensboro, he won at UK, and he won with, uh, with the Hawks. I think there's one other player from Kentucky who did that. Rick Roby. High school, Kentucky. Yeah, but I, I meant Kentucky kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, but yeah. they may be the only two UK players they, to do that, they, too. Yeah, they might. Yeah. Yeah. So well, uh, let's go down the list there. We had Hagen that, that won in. And, of course, I believe they beat Boston to win it, didn't they? They did. They absolutely did, yeah. And then we come back with Rowley and 71-72 uh, Lakers. Uh, Larry Steele, a name that uh, perhaps get lost in the in the glorified history of Kentucky. Good, solid player. He was in there with with uh, Issel and uh, Casey and uh, Mike Pratt, and he's under under underappreciated. One of those underappreciated UK players. Played really hard and did a lot of good things for the team and helped them in offense and defense. Getting a little bit more into the teeth of our era, uh, you had Kevin Greedy who was on the seventy five. National runner-up team who won it with the Washington Bullets the same year Kentucky won NCAA. Yep. One of my all-time favorite UK players, Kevin Greavy. And, of course, after that, uh, you had uh, Rick Roby in 80-81. Uh, Tayshawn Prince in 03-04 with the Detroit Pistons. Right. Nazi with the Spurs in 2005. Uh, another pair together on the team in the 2006 Miami Heat team. Antoine Walker and Derek Anderson. Two good players. Uh, you know, Antoine, I always thought he had the mentality of an assassin. He, he, he was kind of flamboyant and a little bit out there, but, boy, he was a killer on, on the court. And I thought and I believe that Derek Anderson was the quintessential Rick, Rick Patino type player. 
his blend of athleticism and speed, quickness, offensive and defensive ability. And ironically, the, the last Kentucky player to win an NBA ring is still around with us. And it's been 10 years ago that Rajon Rondo won a ring with Boston Celtics. Yeah. That's a long career in the NBA. I mean, yes, in, it in, is. any pro, that's a long career. So hats off to him for doing that. He was, uh, like I said, he, I can't really rate him as one of my all-time favorite Wildcats because he played back when Patrick Sparks played and Patrick's from my hometown. And so, yeah, a little blood there. So, but, but you got to give Rajon his, you got to give him well, his credit. I'll, I'll give you I, I hated that the public perception wasn't that good between Rajon and Tubby. I, I told Dick Vitale the, the first year that Rajon was here. He asked me how good it'd be. I said, I think once he leaves here, he'll go down as the greatest point guard in UK history. And I think at that point, he was as far as what he did as a true point guard. Since then, you've had a few other point guards come along. But again, uh, you know, I don't know how old he is. He's probably... What, 32, 33, 34? Now, I'm going to have to and argue. And for him to do that. Now, let me argue with you a little bit here okay. on, on this great. I know you're going to go real old school. No, no, no. I'm going to go to Wayne Turner. Okay. Now, Wayne Turner, man, he was pretty successful. He was on, what, he owned two NCAA championship teams at UK? I know he's on one. I don't and, know he's on two. He's Probably on, 96, on, 98. And he's and also a 97 team that, that, that could have won it if. That, that would have could have should have don't get it done. Though. I, I understand. We buried Jerry Claiborne a few years ago. <laughs> the old living game. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I'm saying you, you you look at what what Wayne Turner did. You got to give him his credit now. Oh, I give him credit. I just don't put him in the level of Rajon. Well, from a and pure he, talent standpoint, I agree with you. But from a successful standpoint at UK, how do you go against Wayne Turner? Well, again, you're talking about two different situations from the standpoint <laughs> that Ron No left after his sophomore year. Wayne wasn't that good his first two years. True? I, no. well, I, now, 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 the proof's in the pudding. Who's still playing in his 30s in the NBA in a starting role? Well, I'm with not, 17 dimes in his first playoff Well, game. I'm not arguing about the yeah. talent standpoint. Yeah. Pure talent. I, I'll give you Rondo, but I'm just saying you can't downplay what Wayne well, Turner did I don't, here. I don't downplay Wayne. There have been a, a lot. I don't downplay what Anthony Epps did for that team. Correct. You know. But been a lot of great point guards here, but yeah. I just thought at the time. But anyway, we, we, we're now. So now, do you like Rondo better than Wall, who came later? Uh no, I, no, no. Okay, well, no. we agree on that. That's no, one thing we what, agree what on. What I, my statement was, <laughs> he would go down in history as the best point guard up to that time. Okay, all right. You know, and uh, <laughs> but you know, and I know both. We can't compare eras. You know, That's correct. As much as it says. So let's let's get into the current. Players that's in the NBA. And well, let's just, also mention that Riley, yeah. he, he did win one as a player, but he won five as a coach in the NBA. So he has, actually has six rings. Yes. Pat Riley. So we yeah, got to He give probably him. wears them every day. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't blame him for bringing with, players. With one guard on each side of it. <laughs> Who's the best UK player in the pros right now, in your opinion? Oh, Anthony Davis. Is, is it, uh, how, how big a. Well, let's just go one, two, three. Okay. My opinion? Yeah. Okay, Davis, uh, Wall, and Towns. And the best coach in the NBA right now from Kentucky is Dwayne Casey. <laughs> no <laughs> question. Only... <laughs> in fact, our other coach just got fired last week, <laughs> Frank Vogel. Uh, the, the, uh, uh, well, let's just start out talking with about Dwayne first and then get into the players. Cause, okay. You know, uh, let, let's do a little history and, 
And talk about Dwayne Cummings. I'll never forget when I came down here in 76. I think this was, this was in 77, 78. Kentucky was playing Indiana and Bloomington. And after the game, uh, Coach Parsons was supposed to fly out to Bristol, Virginia, to watch Derek Cord play. Uh, and I think he was maybe a junior at the time. And uh, he didn't like to fly, so he didn't go. And Joe Dean took his place, and they flew down, and there was a tragic plane crash. Plane crash, yeah. Dr. Bailey, the team, one of the team doctors, uh, was killed in it. And everybody else eventually came out of it okay. But the, the, the next week, uh, I was doing a feature on Dwayne Casey. So I went over to the lodge and sat down with him, and we had about an hour and a half interview. And during the middle of it, he sort of started tearing up some. And because I mentioned something about Dr. Bailey in it, and I looked at him and I said, something wrong. And he just got real emotional. And they started talking about growing up. He was born in Indianapolis, but he came back to Kentucky and was raised by his grandmother. Right. And how his grandmother taught him these things. It was always Mr. Combs. I mean, until you were around him four or five times and said, hey, Wayne, yeah. It's just Oscar. Yeah. Mr. Combs lives in the mountains. Yeah. You know, that was always Dwayne. Uh, the ultimate uh, good kid on the team, although he, you know, never got to play that much. I, he was one of those, if you remember, in the 78 championship, went in with the last minute and a half to go, and they lost about five points yeah. off the thing. And <laughs> yeah. Joey had put him back in. Yeah. But, we all know him at the time that, you know, he's going to succeed at whatever he did. Yeah. And he went through his career here, and then he was a grad assistant one year here, I think. Worked at Channel 27 for a year or two selling uh, advertising. And then he went to Western. You remember much about his two years at Western? He was a recruiter, assistant for Clem Haskins. For Clem, yeah. Before Clem went to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I don't really remember too much about when he was when he was up there. You know, I was covering UK at the time, so and even then, though I'm a Western graduate, I probably should know more about it. So. Well, you should, but that's okay. <laughs> but, but so so what happened when Joe B quit the first year, uh, and Eddie came in? Uh, there was really no Kentucky connection on the staff. Right. And the second year, Leonard had, was leaving, going to Oklahoma State, and they pretty much knew they needed a Kentucky guy. That was also the same year that Clem left and went to Minnesota. And Dwayne always told me, Clem said, hey, you're, you're coming with me, but if you want to go to Kentucky, that's fine, but you know, I want you with me too. So he took up the thing to come to Kentucky. And I'll let you sort of go from there a little bit, and then I'll... Well, he had, he had caught up in a bad situation, let's put it that way, you know, the... Uh... Chris Mills situation, and he got blamed for the, uh, the the package being sent with the money in it. I've never believed he sent it. Well, I, he, he got a pretty good settlement of Emory Freight. He did. He for did. That. that. And that's good. Yeah. But I, you know, it's, and it's, and it's, he, he was also uh, – His reputation took a hit, and, I, and well, I thought that was undeserved. Well, it, it took a big hit, and the reason it took a big hit, as we all know, is he got a, a five-year show cause from the NCAA, and that's sort of like a five-year yeah. prison sentence. Yeah. And, but it, but he did sue Emory Freight, and it was finally settled out of court. And about a year later, the NCAA removed that restriction on him. A lot yeah. of people don't even know that today. Yeah. There was a, but in the meantime, he has to get a fresh start. Yeah. 
and he goes to Japan. Yeah. Becomes a big hit over there. And then after a few years, he comes back and joins up in the NBA. And uh, his connection at that time was with uh, uh, the kid who he helped recruit to come here and never got to play, Sean Kemp. And he went to be an assistant coach and sort of helped him along. And there started a career that sort of just took a little baby steps. Yeah. He had, what, a year and a half with uh, uh, Minnesota? If you say so, Oscar, I, I'm, well, I'm going to yield to your expertise it, on it that. Is, it was Minnesota <laughs> or Milwaukee. I think it's Minnesota. Yeah. And then he went to Dallas, and he was credited when Avery Johnson was at Dallas. He was credited with that great defense. And then he went to Toronto, where he is today, and I think this is his seventh or eighth year up there. Yeah. And, boy, has he hit the proverbial home run. And if I'm not mistaken, he almost lost his job last year. Well, that, that or, or, wasn't really true. I, that was in a story locally here last yeah, week. Yeah. Because I was with him last summer and the year before that. They did say we want to not to depend that much on DeRozan and Lowry. Yeah. And yeah. Sherry. And he put in some new wrinkles yeah, and things. Yeah. Now, two years ago uh, and four years ago, you know, they had pretty good runs, but then they had the inevitable task of facing LeBron in the first round of the playoffs. And not too many people succeeded there. Yeah. But where he's at today now, I mean, you know, he, he won the Eastern Conference. Nobody predicted that in the preseason. And now he's set up, you know, to be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. But for what Dwayne went through early in his life and this – it's really refreshing because I was kidding him last summer at a uh, reunion uh, deal here that a few of them had with him. It's, I said, Dwayne, you remember in 77, 78, I mean, the end of the bench, only half of you was on it. The other half was hanging over. <laughs> now you're worth more than that whole team combined. I know. He laughed and, uh, you know, he, yeah. he took it in good grace. Well, he's part of the, that Union County trio that came to UK. You know, Freddie, Freddie Cowan, Cowan, Larry Johnson, and, uh, and Dwayne. And by a little bit of a stretch, you can add in Reggie Warford. Well, Reggie you... was before them. Reggie was yeah. from Drakesburg. He's a Millenburg County yeah. boy. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they were always about the same era. They were. You had Tom Payne, and that didn't work out too well. And then Reggie, That's who was right. a, a terrific player and a terrific guy, yes. he helped, I think, bring in some of these other uh, black Joe kids. Joe Hollis told me several times that when he took over, you know, he wanted to fully embrace African Americans. Right. But because of what had happened with Tom Payne, right. He had to make sure that the first ones he brought in were had as great a character as they did talent. Right. And I think he was probably right. He was, yeah. And of the ones he brought in, probably Larry Johnson was the most talented. Oh, now, oh I mean, Larry, I did a podcast with him yeah. a month ago. Now, Freddie Cowan was good, but I thought Larry was. Well, Larry, Larry is just Mr. Excitement. Yeah, and Mr. Mr. Possible. Yeah, yeah. In, in everything. Uh, well, let's go through these other players that's in here now. Uh, well, you give me your three. I gave you mine. I gave you. Oh, it's the same three. Okay. I mean, the, only, the only thing, though. Now, Cousins might be in there if he was healthy. Well, if. He'd be number four. Let, let's just do five. <laughs> I mean, you can't leave any of them four. And I'm not so sure how I rank. I, I do definitely rank Anthony Davis number one. No absolutely. Absolutely. Now, as far as number two, it's, it's really close between Wall and Cousins and Towns. I mean, it may be the difference in one uh, – one three-game series. I, I've watched Towns this year, and he could end up being the nominating of all of them because of his size. 
Davis is always going to be a little bit injury prone. He don't need to dive on the floor. But if that ball's on the floor, he's going to, and he doesn't have the frame to take that. Yeah. Uh, John Wall has been up there long enough now, and, and he seems to get injured a little bit from time to time. But I'll take those four. Let's add a fifth one. There's your there's your real key one. Who goes with those four? Bledsoe? Uh, I'd say either Bledsoe or if you want to go with some experience, maybe Patrick Patterson because he's a good team player. Yeah, uh, I, 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 don't, I wouldn't put Patrick in. I'll, yeah. tell, you, I'll tell you the one. I'm going to just stop at four. Yeah. <laughs> Two is yeah. Jewish round. One is Bam out of Iowa. I think he's going to be really, really good yeah. as time goes along. Yeah. Uh, so so what we've got now, we've got Carl Anthony Towns with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, had a terrific freshman rookie of the year year. He did. He's got the size and everything. Uh, what, what do you think about Minnesota and them? I mean, they're, they, they were the last team in. They had to one, win the final regular season game against Denver and Jamal Murray to get to the playoffs. And now, now they play Houston? They play Houston uh, now. So Carl Anthony, be, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be a free man in a couple weeks, two or three <laughs> weeks, yeah. <laughs> and also on that Thunder team, who was just added late, late in the season, brought up from the, uh, I guess you call it the G League now, it used to be the D League, yeah. is Dakari Johnson. Yeah, well. Uh and and then we'll we'll go down to the Pelicans and we started on them a while ago. You got Davis and Rondo and Darius Miller's had a really really solid year. He is enough so now I think you don't have to worry about him bouncing back and forth between the D League. Yeah, DeAndre Liggins, he's the guy that uh, he just refuses to quit. Yeah, I, I still think that their their chances of winning it really went down when they lost Cousins. Uh, or their chances of advancing, I don't. I don't know if they could have won it even with Cousins, but I think they're certainly a better. Would have been a, certainly a better team, more formidable team with him yeah. than without him. But uh, I, I think uh, they. I think they uh, hit a really good uh, uh, lick when they were able to bring in the kid that they did in the midseason after he went out. Yeah. But I'm with you on that. Uh, of course, Cousin is is the one that's out right now. But of of the first uh, Saturday's games, of the first four games. They were the only one. They, they were only uh, a seed to upset the higher seed. Uh, yeah. They were a six seed, and they upset the three, three seed. seed yeah. So now they've suddenly got home court advantage going in uh, for the rest of the series. Of course, that may only last one game, but yeah. Well, they could, but again, they're, they're you're dealing with Golden State somewhere along the way. Uh, I, that's that's my pick to win it all, especially if they get. Well, if they if they if they win the first round. That's who they likely would play, but you know I, I'm I'm waiting to see if Steph comes back. That's what I'm saying. He's if if they get him back, I like them. If they don't, then I'm not so sure. Uh, They'll we'll, still be formidable, but I, yeah. I, but we'll, we'll go over we'll go over uh, to the uh, to the uh, Wizards and the uh, Raptors uh, series, and that's where Dwayne Casey is up one game to none uh, going into uh, next week or this week. Right. Um, John Wall and Jody Meeks. Uh, Meeks had a, a pretty good year down at the end until he ended up getting suspended. Wall missed a humongous amount of time last month. And they did well without him, which I think sort of yeah, stunned him a little, brought him back down to earth a little bit maybe. Well, I don't think he needed to be brought back to earth myself. I mean, there there might have been some people saying that. They thought they were 
we're not going to be as good. But they, I still think they'd have been better with him. Oh, no, I don't, no doubt about that. Uh, uh, I don't think they're going to have a whole lot of luck against the, the Toronto. Although, I mean, they had a big lead. And, uh, you know, Toronto came roaring back in the final six minutes to win the game. Uh, we'll, we'll go down to the Pacers. Alex Portress is on that team. He doesn't get much time. Yeah. In fact, he would come in late. I don't see. They're not going to beat Cleveland, that's for sure. Yes. Uh, and then we go down to the um, Miami Heat. Uh, they really got waxed the first game over the weekend uh, with Philadelphia 131-03. But Bam Adebayo is starting to get more time, and I think he's just a couple years away from really doing some good stuff. And he another another kid that didn't hadn't played a lot of basketball before he came to UK. True, true, yeah. yes. So yeah, so he's growing into himself, I guess you could say, growing into his talent. And then. Eric Bledsoe, I mean, the guy who has traveled a lot in such a short period of time. we, we got to talk a little bit about the Phoenix Suns, even though they're not in this, because, you know, they, they just got stockpiled with Kentucky players, and I think it hurt them all to be stuck there with nobody inside to help them out. Yeah. You know, one time you had Bledsoe there, and you had Brandon Knight there, you had Booker there, you had Eulis there. And, a lot of backcourt players. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Give that bunch Anthony Davis, and they might be pretty good. <laughs> Give anybody Anthony Davis, and you're gonna be pretty good. So, uh, look looking at the chart, who you got out of each conference? Well, I like Boston down in that last one because I'm a big Brad Stevens fan. He he'd be my choice to replace Calipari when Calipari leaves here. That's never going to happen as far as Stevens leaving the NBA. I don't think, but he would be my choice to to be the next UK coach. That's my pick. But how far you think he's going to go in this without his players, though, with uh, Kyrie Irving out? You know, I I, I think uh, I, I would want to play them in a the second round myself. Yeah, the, because they really struggle with Kyrie out. Yeah, you know, you got Cleveland or Toronto up in that up in the and the winner of that that that's they'll beat Boston. Yeah, either one of those teams will beat Boston. I I, I kind of think that Bo- that. Uh, that Boston could, uh, I think, I think get get beat in the semifinals. Myself. Yeah. And and over over in the over in the West, uh, I just think there's too much John Harden out there, James Harden out James there. James Harden. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean he's they they played really well all year long. The the Warriors didn't play really all that great before Steph got hurt. I mean they were still playing good. Yeah. yeah. But not like they had been. Um, we haven't mentioned Billy Donovan, have we? No, we haven't. He's talk, still he's still talk, alive. He's still talk, alive. Yeah. Talk. Again, I don't. He's not going to go any pay. He's not going to pass that. He's not going to beat Houston. I don't think. Even if they win that first first series, they're not mm-hmm. going to beat Houston. Uh, have you seen in the places you go? More people, more interested, Kentucky fans, more interested in NBA today than they have been in the past, or do you see that much difference? Or I, do you mingle among those? I, I mingle among the masses, but I don't see a lot of great love for the NBA. You don't? From UK players. I mean, UK no, fans. fans. yeah. I don't. I mean, I think that if you say, if you, you tell one of them that, you know, Carl Anthony Towns scored 33 points last night, had 18 rebounds, they're going to be really happy. But I'm not sure they're going to go watch a lot of NBA basketball. I just well, don't now, think they will. The, the, it's the, a, it, this is a Kentucky, University of Kentucky State. 
It's not a high school basketball stadium. Right. Yeah, I agree it's with you. But now, but now the people in New Orleans tell me that no matter where they go, there's anywhere from 75 to 150 people comes in with Kentucky sweaters on anywhere they play. Well, that may not be the ones I mingle with, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, oh, you don't have that 150 I, I bucks. Don't, in I, don't, I, don't, I don't go to New Orleans and follow them around. Uh, and, and, and they're saying <laughs> in New Orleans, there are four or 500 every night. Yeah. But said even on the road that they've been amazing that, that you could add up Carolina and, and Duke and Kansas Street, Street and it wouldn't still wouldn't match what they see. That now, having said that, I don't know if there's any Carolina players on their team for them to see. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm I'm just saying yeah. I, you know, I'm from Central City, Kentucky. If I go back to Central City, there's not gonna be a lot of great interest in the NBA and the UK players in the NBA. They'll they want them to do well, but they're not gonna it's not they're they're already thinking about why Kentucky didn't do better this year and how well are we going to do next year and what, you know, a high school sophomore may come to UK in two or three years. That's what they're thinking about. Well, let's just talk a little bit about how it ended up this year. Well, it didn't end up very well. and I didn't. Uh, let, Let's start out the last week of the season, last two weeks, go through the SEC tournament and the NCAA. Uh, where were you at when they started the SEC? And then where were you at when – they started the NCAA uh, as, to your, as to your thought process. Exactly where I was from game one. They could beat anybody on any given night, and they could lose to anybody on any given night. That's what I thought. I thought well, now, Rock great... could have told me that. Well, there you go. See, I'm no smarter than a rock. I've been trying to tell you that, Oscar. Uh, I thought they would do well in the SEC tournament. I, 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 didn't, I wasn't 100% certain they would win it, but I thought they, you know, they were as good as anybody there, obviously. I think. Every year it's going to be Kentucky in one or two. I don't care what they say about strength of the conference. I, I, I will it's, say one thing. That conference was different this year. Well, it may It was been, a lot different yeah. from the standpoint that – got a lot when, of great coaches in the SEC now, well, I you, think. you got some great coaches, and just about every team has one or two really good players. Yeah. Enough so that there were times when Kentucky could go into Oxford and basically leave their game at, at Rupp yeah. and still win by 12 or 15. Yeah. That now yeah. they're winning by three or four, or they're not even winning. Yeah. Well, it did something about this team. It just didn't click. It didn't blend. Or, uh, again, I thought not having Vanderbilt hurt, but it just wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a team that that ever came really came together on a consistent basis. And and and, and another guy too that is sort of forgotten all this is the Baker kid. Yeah. Never even laced up. So we right. don't know what he right. could have And he's created. a shooter, and they needed shooters. Yes. So that's what hurt them more than anything. They didn't have any shooters. What do you think about the uh, the recruiting coming this year and Cal's statement uh, recently that he would never recruit another athlete who could not shoot? Well, I, I agree with that. I think that, you know, I'm always, I've been a big fan of the shooters. That's, I mean, that, you know, I think for years they kind of got away from that. They wanted great athletes. And they thought they could make them into basketball players or make them into shooters. I like guys who can put the ball in the basket because you can talk about all this defense you want. And you can play great defense and hold somebody to 50 points. But if you don't score 51, you don't win. And 51 points is offense. So I, I like shooters. and that's, I've always liked shooters. So if he brings in guys who can put the ball in the basket. And look at the NBA. That's the thing. That's one of the big changes now in the NBA. Everybody can shoot the three now. The big guys step out and shoot the three like, you know, like, Bledsoe, like the guards do. So, yeah, I'm glad if he can bring in some shooters, that, that killed him this year not having some good shooters, consistent shooters. 
Let, let's run around as we wind up here, and you were talking about it a few minutes earlier, uh, the, the upgrade of two things. The upgrade of November-December schedules among SEC teams, and two is the upgrade of coaches. Uh, let's just run right around the league. Well, Vander, first, Vanderbilt. What do you want me to say about Vanderbilt? The, the coaching. Yeah, that, he, he's, he does a good Drew. job. Uh, Drew, yeah, he's a good coach. And he's got a top five recruiting class. He's got a top class. five crew coming in. Uh, as far as the big games, the early games, that's all television. That's They're, they're, they're dictating most of that. But, uh, you know, you got you got a guy, a guy like him, Rick Barnes. I just think you got some good coaches. Now, I'm not a huge Bruce Bruce Pearl fan. I Don't don't get me started well, on him. He well, may, now, be, well, now, we, we're going he may walk, be a decent coach. We're going, I, we're going to walk around the whole league now. I'm no. not going to let y'all. We're going to walk around the whole league. We're going to we'll spend some time on Bruce Pearl. No. I'm not. <laughs> but uh, you, you got you got Rick Barnes at Tennessee, uh, South Carolina, Frank Martin. Some people thought that he might have uh, – Jumped at the UConn job this year, but yeah. obviously they didn't go that direction. Yeah. Well, Frank Martin's a guy you just look at him and he's like he scares you. You know, you say I better play really well for him. He's just gonna, you know, beat me up or something. He just looks tough. Yeah, he looks like a scary guy. Mike White at Florida, excellent coach. Got pretty good uh, bloodline. Yes, he does. Uh, let's let's jump up. Tom Green coming to Georgia. Yeah, yeah uh, he's. I, I think I'm he, not as sold I, on him as some people are. I think he'll do okay. But I think he'll do well there. Yeah. I'm not ready to go above well. Yeah. But I think he'll yeah. do well. I think he'll do better there than he did in Indiana. Well, when you, you compare you, the two, you would hope so. Well, yeah, but he did. He he did have three uh, yeah, three Big Ten yeah, championships. Okay, but yeah, but the program sort of got away from him, or something happened. But um, uh, I, you know, he I don't know some of these schools. They're just not going to be able to recruit the great players, I don't think. Avery Johnson, Alabama. He's a good coach. He's a good, solid coach. I have no problem with him at all. Ole Miss has hired a, a name from the past, his son. The great Kermit Davis, son. Very successful at Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were a thorn in Western side. I know that for years. So, uh, Well, you know, it's a big jump from Middle Tennessee to, to the SEC. So we'll yes, see. it is. We'll see. Uh, and then we can, we can go over to uh, uh, Texas A&M, Billy Kennedy. Yeah, I like Billy Kennedy a lot. Missouri, Juanzo uh, Martin. Juanzo Martin, yeah. From Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, was at Tennessee at yeah, one time. Yeah, yeah. And then well, we we got to go back to Bruce Perl. We got to talk about him. You know, is he going to be there next year? Well, given his luck, I guess he probably will be, yeah. What don't you like about him? He didn't. He he didn't pay a price, Oscar. You know, I'm tired of people doing things that they don't pay a price. You know, he 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 he, he cheated. He lied to the NCAA investigators twice. Then he, he he loses that job, but then immediately he's hired by by uh, ESPN for a high profile, I'm sure high paying job. That he stays there for three or four years until he's eligible to get back to coaching again. And he gets gets hired immediately at, at Auburn. So I don't see that he really paid a price. And I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm... Did the SEC do right in basically ordering the 14 SEC coaches to say, basically, you're going to send us your November schedule, your November-December schedule, and uh, we're going to work with you, and if we don't like it, you're going to change it? Uh, I would say I'd have to be against that. I mean, I, that's Big Brother doing maybe a little more than they should be doing. 
But you know, this what you that's what your the, athletic directors are for. Yeah, but when they did that a year ago, that's the reason they got all the clubs in this year. Well, I don't know about that one. That's not that's not my <laughs> expertise. Top three teams in the SEC next year. Kentucky. Uh, you know, Vanderbilt, depending on how, how, how good those guys can adapt to the college level, I mean, well, that's the same thing for Kentucky, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I have to think about that. Who's coming back? And I'll say Kentucky would be my number one, be my number one pick. Uh, Back to Auburn again, they've had three or four kids to say that, you know, they're going to test the waters and this and that, and they are pretty much in everybody else's, right? As of now, everybody's top ten along with Tennessee. Okay, well, there, there's your other two. If they come back, I'll I, I go with those two. <laughs> <laughs> That's second and third there. Uh, let, let's, go, <laughs> let's go top three or four nationally. Well, Duke, so they got a freshman class coming in. It's probably better than UK's, or on paper better than UK's. You never really know. I'd say Duke, uh, Kentucky. I don't know who who all everybody brings in. I'm not as into the recruiting as, as, as a lot of people are. What about Villanova? Yeah, Villanova. Yeah, yeah I forgot about them. Shouldn't have forgot about them. They won it all, didn't they? So, yeah. yeah. No, you gotta like them. Yeah. Tom, enjoyed it. We'll do it again sometime. Well, I appreciate it. Yes, I, I'm not a, like I said. I'm no expertise on the NBA, but uh, and I probably shouldn't be saying all these things about Bruce Pearl. I'm that's probably the wrong thing to say. I guess if he comes back, great. If he's successful, great. I you know hope he has a good, happy life. <laughs> you're lying through pretty your wishy, teeth. Pretty wishy. Pretty wishy. You're lying through your teeth. Pretty wishy washy there, Arna. <laughs> Our thanks to Tom Wallace for joining us again on Conversations with Oscar Combs, presented by Rafferty's. To order the Kentucky Basketball Encyclopedia by Tom Wallace, you can find that online at Amazon.com or BarnesandNobles.com. For more with Tom Wallace, take a listen to Episode 32 of Conversations with Oscar Combs. That episode, along with other episodes, including Kyle Macy, Terry Mobley, Roger Harden, and Coach Keith Madison, can be found at OscarCombs.com. Also, episodes can be automatically downloaded for free to your mobile device. Just go to iTunes or the Google Play Store and search for at Wildcat News and subscribe. As soon as a new episode is released, you'll already have it on your mobile device ready to go. And OscarCombs.com, he's on the go, too. You can keep up with Oscar on Twitter at Wildcat News. I'm Bo Robinson thanking you for listening to the latest episode of Conversations with Oscar Combs. And as always, go Big Blue.